Welcome to the Winners Find A Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Winners on the Way show. I am your host, Trent Clark, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, international speaker, longtime coach in professional baseball coaching in three World Series. And I've got my good friend, a little reprise role with Justin Breen from Brapek. How are you, Justin? Good to see you again. It's awesome to see you. By the way, we're like hat guys. We always got the hat guys. Do you wear the hat all the time? Yeah, so I'm a 100% simplifier, so I basically wear the same shirt and the same hat. This is an Abundance 360 hat, so I'm pretty much wearing this at all times. <laughs> nice. I know we talked a little bit about this on the first show. If you missed the first episode with Justin Breen, you're going to want to go back and check that out because we did talk a little bit about this. Like, uh, And I was reminded of the Nick Saban, like, you know, everything is simplified, man. He's, he's not wasting any energy on anything that doesn't go towards productivity with that organization, right? Right. So super excited because A, having you come back on the Winners Find A Way show. We talked a lot about last time about your background in journalism. And man, you just you just dropped some serious nuggets on us last time. So it was it was pretty awesome. And I want to talk a little bit about moving to a couple of things, which is one, you've been working hard behind the scenes here on a new release on Brepic. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some of the elite performers, both coaches and how that productivity comes up in elite performers and how we get there. And then, of course, all good things that come around with it with you find that it's rare air at that top. And someone wants to be in that top. And I want to talk about what those probably two or three things that just have to happen for someone to get there. And it may not be the go-tos, right? Like everyone, oh, hey, work hard. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. You know, that's <laughs> that's a strong fundamental, right? And I don't want to discount it, right? I think it's important. But like, let, we're going to talk yeah. a little bit about that. So first, let's start with, let, why don't you tell us the story of Brepic? You moved from a journalist, longtime journalist, into Brepic, owning your own company. Were you, were you an independent journalist or were you contracted onto big group? Yeah, so thanks. It's good to be here again. You know, I was a journalist for 20 years and created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. And I had every journalism job imaginable from sports editor to executive editor to photo editor to sports writer to, you know, assistant managing editor. And I was always at newspapers or online publications. And then uh, job salary was cut in half, couldn't find a job, reached out to 5,000 people. While I was uh, 5, working full time, well, that's what. You, <laughs> so you either can do that or you can't. So yeah. five thousand people to get first five clients while I was working full time and have the salary. So that was over mm-hmm. six weeks. And then after I incorporated, so uh, and then I got fifth client, resigned the next day. And then Robert Feeder, he's top media columnist in the Midwest, did a story. I started my own firm. So that was 
February 10, 2017. I incorporated April 16, 2017, and that Robert Feeder article came out June 5, 2017. So that's what it takes just to get a company started. And, you know, most people, I mean, most people can't do that. But if you can do that, then this type of world is available to you. Well, and I love that, like 5,000 to get your first five. Like, you know, I just want everyone to understand that that's, that is 999 no's, right? I'm a baseball guy, you know, 70 no's out of 100 hurt my feelings, right? But 300's okay. I can handle 300. This is hitting 1%, man. I'm not, not even, I'm sorry. Uh, 0.1%. 0.1%. Thank you. So like, it's a matter of perseverance. And then I mean, these startup worlds, people go, oh, and I think this is one of the big disservices, Justin. I see a lot of folks who are like, oh, you know, hey. You don't want to work for the man? You should start your own business. Get yourself a website. You'll make millions. You'll be the next Google. I'm like, man, what are you selling these kids? Like, that's crazy. There is so much hard work. And and I always uh I'm I'm always reminded of everybody that tells me they think entrepreneurship is what's my man, uh, four hour work week, Tim uh Ferris. You know, like that's what entrepreneurs they work four hours a week. I'm like, you're crazy, man. Like most of the entrepreneurs I knew, I know work hard man it is long hours and it is a lot of responsibility yeah so it certainly is when you start i work zero hours a week now because none of this has worked for me yeah I, if i don't like to do it i'm not good at it I, I just don't do it or i find someone to do it for me i mean you know my newest company which it's just technology for my brain um it's just high price point invite only connectivity platform i'm i'm good at talking about it and being front straight sub front stage and getting interest for people to join and then i have a business partner He's in Strategic Coach 10X with me. He's based in um, San Francisco. I'm here in Chicago, and he does all the backstage stuff. I, um, I couldn't. It would be a disaster if I even tried to do that. I'd electrocute myself if I tried to <laughs> build a platform. But my point is, is like I just stay in my zone of genius, my unique ability, what I'm good at, and what I like to do, and I just let people who are much better at everything else do it for me. Well, we talked about that 0.1% mindset, right? The 0.1%. So this is that one, that's one of the thousand right there. That's 0.1%, right? It's, it's not the same 0.1%. It's just a different 0.1%. It's a yeah. different type of person, but the same number. Yep. Let's talk about, I think a couple of things that you talked about last time, just a kind of a quick review, right? You know, no excuses, the abundant <laughs> uh, visionary ideation kind of person, right? We talked about the four things that probably, you know, that everyone who actually reaches stage has almost all gone through. Yes. bankruptcy, depression, anxiety, or something traumatic. Yep. I thought that was, uh, that was yep. amazing. The cream does rise to the top. You got that one. I think from your father, is that right? Correct. And then what you learn from it, like how do we take away the lesson in all these things that we do? Like that's probably the one thing that changes things for hyper learners. Like I think athletes are hyper learners. You have to be very adaptability. 100%. Adaptability has to be very high, but the ability to, sponge the lesson from both the good and the bad, right? Is really important. <laughs> and I see a lot of, I've got a oh, good, good one for Give that it to if me. you want yeah. to hear it. So this isn't funny. This is not funny. And I should have laughed. So I'm not a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't care about revenue. I don't care about office space. I don't care about employee count. That's totally meaningless to me. It's totally meaningless. Um, I do care about connecting people at the highest level and sharing their stories with the world. And so my wife and I care even more about spending time with my family. So my wife and I went to lunch Yesterday, because we always go to lunch because I spend a lot of time with my family and I work zero hours a week because none of this has worked to me. So we went, we we're, we're on the North Shore of Chicago, North Shore, pretty somewhat affluent area. So we're in the parking lot. And, you know, I was a journalist for 20 years, like we talked about. And so I've done a lot of stories and 
edited a lot of stories and seen a lot of stories about gunshot, you know, gunshot victims. And, uh, you know, so I was looking behind me and there's a guy lying on the, in the parking lot and blood all over. And uh, there was somebody with him. And I've seen a lot of gunshots. And I, I screamed out, hey, have you been shot? Which people in the North Shore of Chicago, you don't yell that out. But that's been my whole life has been, yeah. writing, you know, story. So he said, yeah, I've been shot. And uh, I said, hey, we need to call 911, right? And just the guy was with him. The guy was with him. Said, yeah, call 911. And then that guy proceeded to get in the car and leave the scene, which was very interesting to me. That was interesting. But he left not driving fast. He left not driving fast, which also surprised me. You would think he would try to get away fast. But police arrested him uh, shortly after that. And so the guy who was shot, desperately crying for help, desperately crying. And my wife's a pediatrician, and she called 911. And there were some other folks there that saved his life because he would have he bled out because I spent my whole life doing these stories, and I know how that is. And I think he's okay. He, you know, he was conscious when he got in the ambulance. You know, I just see what actually matters in life. I hear these people complaining about, you know, revenue and employee count and all this. It's just totally meaningless to me. And yesterday was another good, it was a good reinforcement about what actually matters. And, and mm. uh, I was telling the, the victim, he's just a kid. He's 19 years old. He's just a kid. And I was just telling him as he got in the ambulance, I really hope you're okay. You know, I don't know his background or anything. I don't, I just hope he's okay. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this stuff and actually take action and do something about it is because the people I partner with will actually do something. They will actually change the world, not their, the They'll the, they're the, the very rare percentage, the 0.1% will actually make the investment and do something about it. They'll talk about it, but they'll actually take action. And action, if you don't do anything, if you talk and don't do anything about it, pointless to me. Action is all that matters. And so just yesterday, just reinforced that. That's good, man. And yeah, like you said, when have you been shot on the North Shore? They are not used to hearing that in that neighborhood, right? But it made perfect sense to me. I knew I just yeah. I mean, Chris Foster wrote the Ford for my first book. So Chris, he wrote Never Split the Difference. He's, you know, top FBI terrorist negotiator. That's his background. And he always talks about, and I, I always say this wrong, but in you know, times of trouble or conflict, you rise to your highest level of preparedness. Yep. So I was very prepared for that situation because I've been a journalist for 20 years and I've seen those stories and those videos and edited them and talked to so many people that have gotten shot or friends have gotten shot. I immediately knew most people around me were like, wait, you just said, did you get shot? But me, it made perfect sense. It was the other interesting thing that I saw. So my wife, she's a doctor, she's a pediatrician, and um, she wanted to help because you rise to your highest level of, of preparedness. Yeah. And I refuse to let her help other than calling 911. And why? Because you rise to your highest level of preparedness. And in many cases, reading those stories, the person with the gun comes back to finish the job. And I was not really? going to let my get in the middle of it. Oh, well, yeah, you rise to your highest level of preparedness. So sometimes they come back and sometimes the person who got shot has the gun. And people who have nothing to lose sometimes have nothing to lose. And I'm not letting my wife. I wasn't going to let my wife get involved with that. So usually she's my protector. She's a pediatrician. So she's usually my protector. But in this case, I was actually her protector. Interesting. And um, yeah, it was a very interesting thing. You think the guy standing over over him in the beginning was the shooter? Well, the police reports say he was shot in the car, but I don't know. I mean that, you know, and the thing is, is that the person who left, you know, we asked him if to call 911, if we should call 911. He said, yes. And you know, he's a kid too. He's just, he's just 19 years old. Just kids, yeah. And they're just kids. I mean, they're just kids. It's a horrible situation. Mm -hmm. 
And again, the people I partner with are the ones that they're the ones that change the world. They create the, they, one of my partners is the Schuler Education Foundation. So Jack Schuler, you know, he's the former CEO of Abbott. He's just joined Forbes' billionaire list. And then his latest initiative, this is his latest one. He's investing 500 million, half a billion, because he's giving all his money away to help underserved kids in the Chicago area and in Milwaukee to go to schools like Harvard, Yale, you know, for free. So he's done that for 20 years. So I, I can't, like, that's the only type of person I want to talk to because they're the only ones that are going to actually do something. So there's not another situation like that. I can't help these kids. But I think there's something in the SEALs. The SEALs talk about, like, our training has to be at the utmost level because you can only work at, and so the lowest level that we're trained at will show up in conflict, right? And we, and so if we're only trained at that level, right, like that's going to be an issue. So that's why they're always pushing and, and they're concerned about putting anyone out there that's not fully ever trained because it'll, it'll hold the whole group back because they have to all be there. We can't go lower to that condition. Have you heard that before? Well, you know, I wanted to make sure I got the the Voss, the Chris Voss quote right. Is you fall to your highest level of preparation, but yeah. and it, it dovetails what you're saying. You know, my wife was not happy with me yesterday for not letting her help, but today <laughs> yeah. she realizes why I was like that because yes. she wasn't prepared. She's not, you know, that's not her. She's a pediatrician and uh, it's very admirable. But I've seen the other side of that many times. Well, and this is this is very interesting too because you're a journalist. Like she's been in, you know, obviously high level medical work in preparation for being a pediatrician. She had to do all sorts of different things in that, right? 100%. Cadaver labs, everything yeah. else. But yet, yes. you probably have more experience with gun wounds than she does, right? Like this is not standard for the pediatrician. She's never office. seen. I don't think she's ever seen a gun. Uh, so there's a little maybe bit of has. taking back on that too. Well, again, everything you talked about, everything's a lesson. This is how I learn yeah. things. Yeah, that's right. Um, and again, I mean, my dad died when I was 13. My youngest brother died of a drug overdose when he was 29. He'd be, I think he'd be 41 now. That's what I mean. I'm not a business owner. I don't care. All this other stuff is, it's just totally meaningless to me. I understand what actually matters in life. For me, you know, all that really matters to me is my family and then growing network on a global level. All this other stuff takes care of itself, but it's, I just see it. I see people winning the wrong game. I'm just not that person. Let's talk about, one of the things that you talked a lot about last time was activate, maximize, and achieve. So yeah, those, those are my top three strength finders, by the way, the Gallup, right. Clifton strength finders. Yeah. Yep. So those are your big three. How do you yeah. apply that? Let's take this to Brepic, right? You've got a new platform rolling, right? Is it already rolled out? It literally just launched this week and then Private Wealth Magazine. So this is what we're talking about, the 0.1%. So they have about 2,000 subscribers and the average revenue is eight figures which mm -hmm. I don't care about, but most people do because that, you know, 2000 is a small number, but not, <laughs> that's a good small number. So they just did a huge story on how, how big the company is going to be. So I'm very thankful for that because I know how this world works. Yeah. I know what an article, I know what that does. So that's the key that will open up endless doors like my first book has and the second one that I'll do. But no, I mean, that's my point is you actually do something about it. So I'm annoyed by all these platforms that let everyone in because people at the highest level don't have any time. They don't they just want the result. They just want the act activation. So all the new companies, is, it's just a platform for that. It's just technology for that. Let's talk about that scarcity mentality. I think that's a scarcity mentality, right? Because if we open up everything, there's no scarcity in that, right? And mm. 
not everyone can kind of make it to the top. Like, I mean, listen, everyone comes to me and says, oh, you don't want to be a major leaguer. Well, guess what? <laughs> like, I, I appreciate that. I honor it. But like, I'm telling you, it is going to not be easy. And it, it's funny because I had Scott Spezio on my show. Scott's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And Scott is longtime player, right? And yeah. he's Mr. Clutch. He's like the, he's one of the best players in the playoffs of all time. And held the RBI record in major leagues for a number of years in postseason. And that was just broken a couple years ago. And so, and he, you know, his comment was, you know, it's easy to get to the majors. It's hard to stay. I said, Hey man, first of all, let me get a TO over. He goes, it's not easy to get to the majors. All right. Like, like that's a that really interesting hard. take. Yeah. That's an but now, take. but now his point of staying at the top, like you reach this top level, like there are thousands and thousands waiting in the wings who would love a job for 10, 12 million. And they're hungry. At least some of them are hungry for it. And you know, at the top of the mountain, Everyone wants to knock you off. And I, I spent some time in my life uh, young when I was like 16 to 18. We were the number one baseball team in the state of Michigan in high school. And listen, like I, I we knew exactly what to expect every game. It was like, we're going up against the number one team. We're bringing our best. We're going to see the best pitcher. We're going to see the best of they got. They're going to come and test themselves against the best. Like, and they're going to challenge that. And I think that's where he's at. Like you're at the major leagues. You're going to be tested every single moment because the moment you can't make it and rise to the challenge of that test, they don't need you anymore. Well, I think it's a fair point in a different vertical. You know, major leagues, there's a finite number of jobs. There's a number of teams with a number of, okay. So in my world, there's no limit to the people that can be like what I'm doing. There's no limit to that. If they have the right mindset and they'll do whatever it takes, and then they can overcome the four things that we talked about. Most people can't do that. I mean, they just use them as excuses their whole life. But the beauty being in this world is once you, you know, again, I partner with a 0.1%. There maybe there are 8 8 billion people. So, you know, most people think a 0.1% is a small number. No, 0.1% of 8 billion is 8 million. 8 million is a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, new company is just connecting those people. That's all it is. And then those people create magic together. Yeah. You and I are teachers, instructions, educators on getting to that top level, right? Getting to that place. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you foresee, do you foresee a position where one day there's going to be point two? Cause you're saying like, you know, Hey, other people can do it. There's, there's as long as there's point one, it doesn't matter because the population is going to keep going up. So as long as the point one's there, and now what I will say is that the more people like me that are out there, the more amazing things will happen because people like me are the only ones that are going to actually build the thing. And people like me are the ones that build the things that change the lives for everyone else or employ everyone else. Yeah. And what happens is when you create abundance, there's more abundance created. That's my point. You just connect all these people and then they create more. They just create more of that. So let's let's go back to historically about people who have done that in our country, right? United States of America. Our Henry country F- was founded by those people. That's, that's right. Literally, our country was founded by entrepreneurs. That's, that's right. literally what all of our all of our founding fat. Well, I don't know about all, but most of them were entrepreneurs. That's what. That's why America is the greatest country on earth. It's just an entrepreneurial experiment. That's all I, America I, I, is. It's funny. I don't know if country loved when the entrepreneur was running it, but I'm gonna leave that one off the table. But like. Let's talk about like a Henry Ford or a DeVos family with Amway and like the impact of what they created and changed something into the market, right? And we'll go with Ford first, who sees as a, hey, there's 
three cars made a day. It's $15,000 a car and 1900. I mean, who could afford one except the ultimate elite? There's going to be no infrastructure if we can't get automobiles on the road and actually change things. So mm -hmm. entrepreneur, right? The winners find a way he figures out like, Hey, I could produce 250 cars a day in this assembly line production. Right. And so he figures out and, and, you know, I love his, I love his stance, right? Hey, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. Like, and, and he's, I, this is what I'm capable of. And this is what I'm not willing to do. And he kind of draws 100%. a line in the sand. Right. But now, I mean, now we are what we're over 100 years removed from that. Right. But yet the Ford motor company, the impact of the Ford abundance that's come along the way, how much impact has that had? I mean, I'm a Michigan guy, man. So you don't go anywhere without seeing Ford on a lot of things from this one person's abundance mentality of how I can create value, employ a ton of people, right? And create a contribution to this world that otherwise we all been horse and carriage and, you know, we still be talking about the, uh, you know, the postal service, right? On the, uh, you know, Pony Express. Right. So again, you know, people like that, no excuses, only investment. And again, I simplify everything. So the formula for a successful global companies, very, it's very simple. As you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global companies. So, hey, not enough cars, can't be done fast enough, too expensive, create solution, solve it, successful global companies. So that's it. I mean, that's all. I, the people I talk to, they're annoyed by something, created a solution, solved it. Now they just want to be in more news, more media, usually at a global level. So my brain here is blah, 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 simplify intro to media. And then new companies just connect to this person, connect to this person. So that's it just solves the problem. I mean, again, and my black car line in the sand is I only partner with people like that because they're the ones that actually do anything. So, okay. that's, so that's how I changed the world. And I don't know if you've thought about this, but like, have you considered? I'm sure I have. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Okay. Have you considered? <laughs> Whatever the question is, I've thought about it. I'm sure. Okay, good. I love this. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, JD. This is gonna, I'm coming at you now. You name me then. I, I think I got you, by the way. You name me the top five things that need resolution right now, where if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm going to do something like no, JB, number what? one, I hear the same problem. We, we need to find this person. My new company is a who fighter. I, you know, most of my days talking to the top entrepreneurs on the planet. And again, I'm in strategic coach, 10 X and abundance 360. I hear the same thing in these conversations. I need to meet this person. Yes. When you have the right network, all this other stuff takes care of itself. Yep. That's the right. Network solves all those five problems. That's the whole point. That's what I'm just solving that problem. That's what Brepic is. It, what's the new platform called? Brepic what? Brepic Network. Yeah. So yep. I'm a simplifier. So black car <laughs> PR, black car network, the same thing. What, what is the Brepic? <laughs> what does this stand for? How'd you come up with that name? Right. So Henry Ford named the car after, after himself. That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. So I'm almost dead last in ideation, but if I have a good one, I know it's a good one. Uh, on Strength Finders, I'm 32 out of 34 in ideation. So I like saying the word epic and then BR, the first two letters of my last name. So my wife and I went up to uh, the American Club, which is a, I think it's a five-star diamond lodge in uh, Kohler. Yes. She surprised me for my 40th birthday. Good spot. Uh, in 2017. Oh, it's a great place. Yeah, great, wow, place. Yeah. great place to go after your job salary is cut in half and you can't find a job. Yeah, yeah, because you can't eat for <laughs> under $150, right? Like, Kohler, okay. hey, listen, okay. shout out to Kohler. Like, it's unbelievable. But, like, listen, this is, you're, you're going to spend some ducats on that weekend. Just so, get yeah, ahead. It was a good, it was a great, it was a great celebration. It reminded me what matters. But, so anyway, on the way up, on the way up, I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll start my own business, call it Prepic. And it just popped in my head. And so now there's Prepic, you know, communications, there's Prepic baseball teams, Prepic network, Epic business book. 
newest book next year will be called Epic Life. We'll create a Brepic Foundation to help younger entrepreneurs uh, in the next 10 years. So it's kind of fun. It's a Brepic Scholarship Fund. It's nice. funny. But that's what you do. You just do it. I don't understand. Well, wait, wait, wait. Hey, as long as we're on it, like, what's the Brepic baseball team? Tell me about that. Well, I, mean, I sponsor youth baseball teams. So awesome. My company does, yeah. That's, you know, and I love that, you know, the kid growing up, that was the old school, right? Like the, the local businesses got involved and I, and I remember like having a couple really successful youth programs that I was involved in, you know, as an adult, I looked back and thought how much value was that to that team that we're in the sports page, leading the sports page, all the team, like, Oh, Russell plumbing yeah. wins another championship. You know, like, are they getting a bunch of business off this? Cause this is a great use. <laughs> I don't, it's funny. Cause it, I think it's hilarious that my company sponsors a youth baseball team because nobody, you know, usually it's like a grocery store or a yeah. car dealership. Nobody has any idea what it is, but I'm not, you know, my company isn't for the 99.9% of, you know, residents that live yeah. here. It's just, I'm just like, but it's it is kind of funny. Know. It is. Yeah. It's kind of funny to do that. All right. Let's come back to let's, let's move into the elite. Right. So first of all, Hey, listeners out there, they'd like to be a part of the Brepic network. Right. Like how, how do they do it? Well, it's invite only. So what I've learned is I don't sell anything. I'm, I'm just the buyer companies and folks hire my firm, pay my firm. But I'm just the buyer of the people I want to hang out with. There is a website, brepicnetwork.com, uh, brepicnetwork.com. So there's a way to like fill out something. But the beauty is, is that my partner does all the backstage stuff. And we have a lot of check writers. And, you know, Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, talks about check writers. So we have a lot of check writers who are ready. They're starting to write their checks to join it. And then those people are ambassadors and then they'll invite, they'll invite their friends to join because mm-hmm. people like that hang out with people like that. And then here, here's what, you know, my nine-year-old son, you know, this is what we talk about. I was picking him up for soccer the other day. He's like, oh, dad, your new company, it's a really good idea because the friends who are in it, they're just going to invite their friends to join. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. So you can learn from a nine-year-old. Yeah. And that's the whole premise. And and, you know, the whole thing is like that, that has always been marketing one-on-one, like birds of a feather lock together. Like if you are looking for a certain client, guess what? Like as soon as you find them, take a look around because there's 10 other right with them, right? Like you better find them. And once you get it, you better climb deep into that area because uh, they're they're hard to find at first. I mean, that's right. They're hard to find at first because they're rare, but once you find them, and then you become one of them because you, you don't make an excuse. You make the investment. I mean, that's why I make big investments to be in these rooms because it leads out. It's the people who aren't in the room. That's the key. People are mm-hmm. there, but it's the ones who aren't because they make an excuse. It's good. Let's talk about, I, I, I want to be cognizant of your time. We only got a few more minutes left. I'd love to talk about that. You had a great post on the top coaches, mm-hmm. you know, their age of when they really peaked and it wasn't, 41 right and so when we talk about that right i don't i don't know what the average age of the folks but like it's legit the multiple championships the you know and I, I think about like uh the longtime basketball coach and i think what's his book 11 rings are talking about john wood no 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 the bulls coach oh, phil, phil jackson. jackson i think his book is maybe it's 12 rings i don't know man the guy's got a ton of rings so but yeah that you know it just doesn't happen at this young age right it's uh these these performers are peaking sometimes very late. So talk to me a little bit about uh, why you posted that. Well, my brain simplifies all this complexity into patterns. So I see the same thing and then I just simplify it. So I'll just say a couple of them. You know, the manager who just won the World Series is Brian Snicker. He's 66. He's the youngest person on this list, by the youngest. way. Youngest. Coach K, he's the best. Youngest. He's the youngest, yes. Yeah, so Coach K is the best men's basketball coach. 
college. He's 74. Best women's coach is Gino Uriyama. He's 67. You know, Greg Popovich is 72. Nick Saban's 70. Bill Belichick, 69. Dan Sullivan, co-founder of Strategic Coach, he's 77. Here's another interesting thing that I think. Tom Brady just won Sportsman of the Year for Sports Illustrated. He's 44. I'm, I'm also 44. Okay. And uh, so Tom, he's the, you know, you can argue he's the best. He's the goat. Even now he's the MVP. And so he's 44. So, and he just has all this wisdom. And the article was really good that Sports Illustrated did about him. And he's like, you know, they're like, what keeps you young? And he's like, well, the lot, the guys in the locker room make me feel like I'm 25 because they all have the same mindset. And that's why I'm in all these rooms with these people because their mindsets are much younger than their age. Even though they're much, you, most of these people are much older than me that I talk to. I'm 44, yes. but their mindsets are, are, you know, we're both have young, optimistic, abundance mindset. That's right. I love Brady and I, we you know talk a lot about him, right? We're talking about leadership all the time. So Brady's name comes up. We're talking about the grit formula, guys starting out with six talent, 10 effort, 600 guy and then between rep after rep intentional reps each and every time all of a sudden a six becomes a seven and then another couple years a seven becomes an eight then an eight becomes a nine and listen you can't stop this guy now because the effort is always an intentional and it's always there and then you just incremental gains exponential growth but you put the incremental gains in. that's it Okay, elite performers, finish me up. What's it going to take? People want to be in the 0.1%, be a part of the Brebic network. Maybe they may not make that. But let's just talk about the elite performers. What do you think it absolutely requires? Well, I'm simplifying a pattern. So two things, you know, again, I was a journalist for 20 years and most of my day now is talking to the top entrepreneurs on the planet. So there's only two commonalities with those people. One, they have the right mindset, the same mindset. And two, they had at least one person growing up that cared about them. That's the only two commonalities that I've seen. Do you, let me tell you what I see. And I want to, I want to hear your opinion on it. One of the things I see, I see a lot of great performers. I see a lot of people who lead in productivity, productivity, the separators. And I'll just say the 1% the separators have a self-discipline that no one else seems to grasp. They don't have that extra edge. And, and you might be, that may be the mindset, right? That their mindset is yeah. to say, I'll do whatever I have to do. But is that, would you right. say that qualify that, that would co- fall under that umbrella of that mindset then? Well, it's what people, uh, it's what you're doing when people aren't looking. That's, <laughs> That's right. what I always, <laughs> I always laugh. People are like, oh, you're so successful. I'm like, well, you didn't see me at three in the morning when I had zero clients and zero revenue after my job salaries cut in. So that's right. So most people aren't willing to do that. So, but everyone I talked to now did way more than that. It's awesome. Well, Justin, I want to get you to the next thing. I'm so thankful you could join us on the Winners Find a Way show. Uh, tune in every Friday, 12:30 Eastern, 9:30 a.m. Pacific. Thankful for Justin Breen coming in on a reprise, man, on the Winner Find a Way show, and thrilled to have you again. Looking forward to hearing more on the Brepic Network. You're going to watch it. Look for his article out in Private Wealth Magazine, his new book coming out on his next second epic edition. So look for it, and you can find <laughs> Brepic online everywhere. So and check out his Colby. And, and listen, if you hey, have your you got to take the Colby, man. I know, I got to take, take the Colby. The, I have no I'm 8671. You got it on you your know. number. Uh, everyone sees your Colby right there. And so yeah. I'm going to tell him like, Hey, listen, you want to compare your Colby number with Justin brain, find out, like get your Colby <laughs> and get it done. Cause JB will be happy to uh, compare notes. All right. So everybody out there, <laughs> thank you again. We'll see you next time on the show. Always a pleasure. Justin Breen.
Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need Rebellious Infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Thank you for listening to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast. Trent, together with the leaders who shared their learning and experiences through this show, are grateful for allowing them to help and support you on your journey to becoming your best. Write a review, rate us five stars, and share this episode to your network.